Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to the Pastor Study, everybody. We have a guest today, State Senator of the great state of Minnesota. Hard for me to say that these days. Uh, Warren Limmer. Welcome, Hi, Warren. Hi, Pastor. And Warren was one of the warriors who fought to keep marriage one man, one woman in Minnesota. And he tried to get protections for uh, not just clergy, but for other people like florists and photographers that don't want to engage in a lesbian wedding. Well, we didn't get protections from them. So welcome, Warren. Well, I'm glad to be here. Thank and you. And glad to have you. Thank you for all you did to try to keep gay marriage out of Minnesota. Well, we tried. You know, let's, that, let's... that effort had been going on for a few years. They were planning on bringing it up like four years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, that slipped away a little bit. Then they came back. They promised right before an election that they were going to bring it forward. And so we had no choice but to bring forward the Minnesota Marriage Amendment last November. Mm -hmm. And we lost. And, and we lost. That's right. So let me ask you, you were one of the people, that, I mean, clergy are protected. A, a priest or a pastor doesn't have to do a gay marriage. But you could try to get protection for like a Christian florist or a Christian photographer so they wouldn't be sued for discrimination. But that didn't win, did it? Uh, no, and it goes a lot further than just businesses that, that would be there to help solemnize, solemnize uh, a wedding. Uh, you know, those services, uh, caterers, that type of thing would be there for a wedding. Uh, but also, it also applies to other religious organizations that may be forced to do exactly that. Take, for example, the chapel at Northwestern College. College Christian College. Uh, that's not a um, denominational school, although it is a Christian uh, facility. Uh, their chapel is used all the time, a very popular place to get married at. And yet they, if they refuse a gay couple there at that location, they very well could be sued for discrimination. And you tried to protect groups like that, people like that, and yeah. we, we lost. And what was the argument to force these people? To, what was their argument? Well, they really didn't have much of an argument other than we will not allow discrimination of any kind to occur in the state of Minnesota regarding two people who love each other even though they're of the same gender. And so they did make a little opportunity for clergy to be allowed to step away due to their conscience. But not other people. But not other people. And my argument was is you're trying to box Christianity in a, the four walls of a church. Right. And we, you and I know that Christianity does not uh, reflect uh, a cloistered community. We're supposed to go out and share our faith. On that specific issue, protecting a florist, was the vote close or was it overwhelming or what, what was? Uh, I think it was about a 60-40 percentage. And was all of this, the gay marriage, the protections, was all of that pretty much along party lines? Uh, this year it was. How, were yes. there any Democrats that crossed over and said no to gay there, marriage? There were two Democrats who voted uh, with us uh -huh. 
it to protect uh, traditional marriage, yeah. and one Republican went the other way. Okay, so it was pretty much along party lines. Yeah, and in the House, there was four Republicans that went to the other side, okay. and two or three Democrats that, that, went to our side. that went to our side. Let me ask you this. It used to be that there was a good contingent of pro-life Democrats mm -hmm. in the Minnesota State Senate. Is that still true? Uh, no, over the years, sadly, they have kind of dissipated off. There might be a telltale single-digit type quantity there in both House and Senate, but not not the um, traditional moderate Democrat. That they've all been kind of all right. washed away, That's and it's sad. becoming much more polarized in the legislature. You know, we have state-funded abortion in Minnesota. That was mandated by the Minnesota Supreme Court back That's in the right. 90s. The I don't case. know that many states have tax-funded abortion mandated. Supposedly, it's in our Constitution. But anybody trying to undo that but with a constitutional amendment? Uh, or or what, what would it have to be a constitutional amendment? Well, one could do that. It's a long way to, it's kind of like bringing a howitzer in to yeah. uh, hit the fly on the wall. Okay. Uh, the question is, is whether or not uh, we're actually going to continue allowing taxpayer funds to be used to abort a child. And it's limited to those who are of a poor economic status. Mm -hmm. But but the question is is do, do we are we still as a community at, in the whole still responsible for those few that will be aborted because of a court case mm -hmm. and that there's some type of fairness doctrine that they're trying to recognize. So this is really not on the table right now. Nobody's trying to get well, that. Well, right now we would not have the votes yeah, in the House because or Senate. of liberal Democrats being in control. Well, and a small handful of Republicans also. Uh, that are liberal on this. Right. Wow. You know, let me ask you this, Warren. I went to Washington, D.C. with a bunch of Catholic priests once. Mm -hmm. And they, uh, we were brought to the, the, the Senate, and I was moved by how many Christians really are fighting for traditional values who are either uh, in the House or in the Senate. And are there many Christians in the Minnesota House or Senate? We, we have quite a number. Uh, it kind of ebbs and flows just like anything else, uh, but we do have a, a, a strong and a quality base of believers in the legislature, both in the House and the Senate, and uh, we have uh, Bible studies, and we have occasional prayer meetings when it comes up to critical issues that we have okay. to vote on. There's an intercessory group of uh, private citizens that come to the Capitol every Thursday morning and they reflect a wide spectrum of uh, faith community uh -huh. uh, in the Christian community, and they're always there every Thursday. Any legislator can come down, visit with them. If they have a particular need or a focus of prayer that they want, uh, they certainly can make that known. And so it's, a, it's let, really quite let a Let me ask you this, and I don't mean to be community. touchy, but because the <laughs> Democratic Party in Minnesota has become so pro-abortion rights and so pro-homosexual, Many Democrats come to those prayer meetings? Uh, unfortunately, no. Okay. And quite honestly, I think the Democrats have, yeah, those who may have a, a belief, uh, they feel that it might be more, they may be walking into a meeting that either they'll be attacked or they will, it's a brand of Christianity that they're not familiar with. Mm -hmm. uh, we sometimes attract as a party, we attract a more strident uh, right-wing uh, identity and I think if one would just show up at a Bible study of legislators I think you'd finally realize that 
uh, we don't get into that when we get in when we present our Bible studies. Mm -hmm. We want to attract people mm -hmm. to our Bible studies, and we study things like what does leadership mean from a Christian perspective? Mm -hmm. What examples in the Bible show how a person's life can be formed throughout their entire life? Take, for example, the Book of Daniel or uh, Joseph, uh, Moses. A whole life of preparation for just that little mm -hmm. pinprick on t on the timeline. Mm -hmm. And it, God has prepared and chosen that individual for just a particular moment, yeah. just a moment yeah. on, on the big long history line. Right. And so uh, we wanna know how do we apply our faith? What is God's plan for us as individual legislators? How do we fit in with God's mm -hmm. plan? Mm -hmm. And we're, we all should be trying to seek what is God's mm -hmm. plan in our mm -hmm. life rather than the other way around. Yeah. And so uh, those are the elements that well, we study. Is, can you, I mean, uh, is it still allowed that you can, pr that the chaplains that opened the Senate, can they still pray in Jesus' name or is that outlawed now? Uh, that is kind of outlawed. It's a, a rule of the Senate. It's not a law, but it's a rule of the Senate that it is uh, encouraged that you do not use a name of a deity in order to pray on behalf of the Senate. Does anybody still do it? Uh, on rare occasions, someone still does. But you know what? The people uh, or the clergy that come in that are sensitive to that, that, that expect out of their own behavior that they're going to follow uh, a more doctrinal approach to their prayer, they don't come to the Capitol. Yeah. So they stay away from the okay. Capitol. Yeah. And then we have a little bit of a void of those. So most who of the chaplains are, are more on the liberal side that would do that. Would well, I, I think moderate would be okay. a better way. What about this? I pr preached on a recent show here that I think ultimately the people at blame for passing gay marriage in Minnesota is the church, You've, and and not just the liberals like the ELCA yeah. Lutherans. You've got the conservatives that wouldn't take a stand. Do you, you, you can really get me going on this issue right now because there was 1,100 evangelical fundamental churches that were asked to be involved in some type of message to their congregation regarding the marriage amendment prior to last year's uh, election. But, yeah. And only 120 churches out of 1,100 responded that said, yes, we will, and yes, we will stand. These are the conservative churches. These are the most conservative churches in the state of Minnesota. And then you've got the ELCA Lutheran Bishop of Minneapolis standing up at the state fair speaking against keeping the marriage one man, one woman through the Constitution. Yeah, it really was kind of a David Goliath type comparison oh. when you had the large stream uh, standard denominations stand out and standing with the gay community Tra tragic. opposing biblical yeah, standard. Yeah. How bummed are you personally and the other conservatives right now about our state? I'm just, you I'm, know, I'm just depressed to be I, honest with you. At first, you know, after the election, it was quite a devastating election. We lost two majorities, two Republican majorities. These are conservative people. Uh, we had balanced a budget uh, curing a $6 billion shortfall without raising taxes. We even came out with a little bit of a surplus. We thought we were following all of the rules uh, and the expectations of the public. And uh, we were doing our best. Uh, the other side had thrown heaps and heaps of money, millions of dollars to get their majorities back. 
and they were successful at it. Was that out-of-state money or in-state money? Well, uh, a little of both. Okay. And, uh, and so, as a result, uh, we were, uh, I personally was a little bummed out because we had taken so many strides uh, to get forward in, in a new majority. We thought we were doing everything right. Mm -hmm. And yet at the very same time, uh, I think it was kind of a perfect storm. You had the presidential elections, you had President Obama campaigning here in the state of Minnesota, which is always a draw uh, to pull out more liberal, yep. every liberal vote possible. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, the scads of money that just came pouring in on negative ads against our people. Yes. And so, uh, you know, I think this coming year will be better. And yet at the same time, uh, you know, after a while, you've, from a Christian perspective, I think you have to take it in a completely different perspective. Uh, you know, in the book of Daniel, Daniel praises God for the first interpretation mm -hmm. that he, of a dream that he had made. Mm -hmm. And that first interpretation in, in Daniel's prayer, he praises God for all wisdom and power belong to him, for he controls times and seasons he raises up kings and he alone deposes them. Yeah. Once you realize that, and if you're, a if you're a believer, and if you're walking in faith, and you've taken that step into politics because you've had some draw or pull yeah. into it, yeah. let God handle the okay. timeline. Okay. So don't worry about the, the scads of millions of dollars mm -hmm. being spent to be against you or your people. Uh, Every, every day is a step of faith, and you have to move with it. So let me ask you this, because you were right in the midst of the battle. Mm -hmm. If somebody were to ask you, you know, we, Warren, we prayed for God to keep marriage, one man, one woman in Minnesota. We prayed, and, and what's God doing? Why did he allow this? What do you think the answer is? You know, I think uh, deep down, uh, the verse that comes to my mind right now is, uh, what's God's will? And God's will is that every person comes to the knowledge of the truth and be saved. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, once that foundational bedrock is established, everything else kind of takes care of itself. Mm -hmm. If you have a Christian community, that's reflected in the people you elect. It'll be reflected in the public policies that are going to be made. Mm -hmm. So quite honestly, I think it's more of a reflection of where our state is, sad mm -hmm, to say. Mm -hmm. But I think it's something that we should take heed and pay attention to because really so often my conservative friends have told me if we can just get a conservative, good believing people in office, the whole rest of the country will be saved or, or solved. All mm -hmm. of our problems will mm -hmm. be solved. Mm -hmm. That's not the way mm -hmm. it has ever worked. Yeah. And uh, it's much more closer, it's much more intimate, our relationship and walk with God. Mm -hmm. and, and politics and those in leadership are a reflection of it, at least in a democracy. Yeah. And so we have to understand that when we look back on the loss, now granted they outspent us four to one, mm -hmm. uh, something like eight, eight no, $12, billion, $12 million to our four, uh, considerable impact just on that. And as you remember, it was a close election, mm -hmm. only about three or four percentage points yeah, that yeah. separated, which means 2% plus one would have swung what, it either and way. Where, again, where is this money coming from? Who are, the, who are these very liberal people that have well, all this Well, a lot money? of the money comes from, from uh, very well-heeled people in Minnesota. 
Uh, you've also got Hollywood interests, you've got East Coast interests, you've got lots of other organizations okay. that just pour money into right. these, these places. You know, I was half an hour ago out in, in the studio here, I met a black woman from Africa who found the Lord through, uh, she was raised Lutheran in Africa, comes to Christ over in Africa through the Lutheran Church, comes over here, she's living in America, and she's going, her point was, what's going on with the church in the United States? I mean, missionaries in Africa need to start coming to us instead mm -hmm. of us sending them to them. And with, and so the, the, the conservatives didn't stand up, the churches didn't stand up, the liberal churches stood up on the wrong side. And how do you, Warren, personally as a Christian, deal with all of the battles of this? What do you do to keep strong? You know, uh, the battles in my job are a day-to-day -day thing. And they're really no different than anyone else's. Uh, my job happens to be in the legislature. Other people are in business with the uh, uh, challenges to their integrity. Uh, you've got mm -hmm. other people that are in all sorts of fields and relationships. Um, you just have to remember that we're in a fallen world yes. and we're going to be tempted all the time. And it doesn't really matter where we are or what we're doing. We're all targets, and maybe those in, in the clergy or those yeah. in political office, because of the position that could lead others astray, we might be more of a priority target on that type of yeah. thing, and I think that's important to realize. Have, have you ever seen the Far Side cartoon of the two deer standing up in the forest? <laughs> yeah. and the one has a, a bullseye on his chest, and the other one says, bummer of a birthmark, yeah. Hal. <laughs> yeah. But that's true. If we're going to stand right. for Christ, we're going to get it. And what is this do to your family? Warren. You know, uh, my family uh, is such a tremendous gift to me because uh, when I was dating my wife, Lori, uh, she knew I was involved in politics. Okay. Matter of fact, I ran in 1986. Before we got married, I lost that campaign mm -hmm. for state senate. Two years later in 1988, I ran and won a Minnesota House of Representatives seat and then later moved to the Senate. And so we were, uh, back in 1988, uh, I was endorsed on a Monday, and that next Saturday I was married. Ah. And so I've been in, uh, I've been married almost exactly as long as I've been in office. And so uh, I have a family that really doesn't know anything but okay. uh, political life. Okay. Uh, our kids are now trying to slip away now that they're older. They're trying to get out of the parade routine okay. every summer. But at the same time, um, they know the importance of the job. They know that every time they get a sling and an arrow at school, and it can be sometimes brutal yeah. at, in a school yeah. level. Kids will come home and uh, they'll come up to you and say, Dad, why do the kids say you're a crook? Mm -hmm. You know, th that type of thing yeah. goes on. And yeah. you know how brutalizing uh, a junior high can be. Uh -huh. And uh, you know, you just have to prepare your kids for yeah. a little rougher life. Yeah. You got to pray or prepare them that the kids making these attacks don't know all the facts. Mm -hmm. They don't know all of it. They hear from parents or they hear from others and uh, they mix it up a little bit with yours, okay. your kids. Okay. And so you got to prepare them for it. Uh, our kids are toughened up. They know how to handle this type of thing. They blow it off a little bit. But you know, my, my kids will get on their Facebook accounts and uh, they'll, make, they'll make, my son uh, made a statement when the shooting had occurred in Connecticut, that okay. terrible shooting mm -hmm, of the mm -hmm. kids in the school. And my son made a comment uh, with certain politicians. It said, I wish they would have the same focus for the 50 million kids 
that were aborted in this country in the last 30 years. He got a raft of bad, did negative he, letters he? off of that. And yet at the same time, I'm very proud that he brought up one more focus of how children are being abused Amen. in this country. Amen. And here he's 16 years Good old. Good for him. And you know, I'll say this, Warren. Af that, w that was uh, when San the Sandy Hook shootings at the elementary mm -hmm. school. I happened, to, I, I happened to visit a big church out of town uh, the next Sunday, and next th that week, that is. And the preacher gets up and he says, well, we kick God out of our schools. We take the Ten Commandments on the wall, off the wall. We kick God out of the public square. Something like this happens, and we have the nerve to say, where was God? I thought that was a good point. And so I, it, it's just, you know, I, I, with, with your job, and you might not want to answer this, but let me ask, ask the question. <laughs> who are our biggest friends for Christian values in Minnesota? And who are our biggest enemies or biggest unfriendly people? You know, we still have we still have a tremendous core group of people in the state of Minnesota. The average citizens, they call, they write, they send me little emails. Hey, I just heard what you said. I'm proud that you're standing up for, and then fill mm -hmm. in the blank what the mm -hmm. issue is. And these people, I don't even know, and, and many of them don't even come from my district. But you know, with cable TV and all of that. We've got quite a network of what goes on at the legislature if we choose to watch mm -hmm. it. And yet at the same time, I also get, we have uh, visiting clergy that come down. We have ministries where people have set up their own ministry and mm -hmm. it's independently funded. They come down, they walk around, they visit, they, they uh, make sure they begin to real, or, uh, meet legislators of all political stripes. Mm -hmm. And we also have groups of people that come down, uh, intercessory prayer types that come yeah. in. Every Thursday morning there's a prayer group. Yeah. People of all faiths, all denominations come and visit uh, at that group. It's, uh, it's uh, more or less a, a wide spectrum of Christian okay. uh, prayer intercessors. But at the very same time, they're there if you want to go visit with them. A lot of times I don't have time to be at every meeting, uh -huh. but I occasionally try to get down there and visit. Uh, tell, tell them what what the pressures are of the legislature it changes every uh -huh. every year sometimes week to week a lot of our members from um, rural minnesota uh, haven't gotten home due to inclement weather on weekends they haven't gotten home for three weeks mm. and uh, usually the spouses at home holding a farm together mm -hmm. or a business mm -hmm. the kids are uh, they're trying to take care of the kids and the blizzards hit there just as hard as they hit here mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of times we have legislators that are just plain isolated from their own families and community for months at a time. Mm -hmm. And so those are things that we have to pray for, right. that they stay strong, yes. that they stay focused, yep. that they don't lose uh, heart, yep. and that they're there for a purpose. And uh, Going back, Warren, to the gay marriage thing, you know, we paid the money to put a program on Channel uh, 6 here locally, 42 extra times urging people to call their legislators mm -hmm. to tell them not to vote for gay marriage. And of course we lost. But did you get the sense or not that the liberal Democrats got lots of calls telling them not to do this, but they did it anyway? Or did you get the sense that people didn't seem to care and they just voted? I know from my own experience, uh, I was uh, given lots of phone calls, but most of the people knew where I stood on sure, the issue. Sure. But uh, I know that there were some, some uh, legislators that simply put their phones on hold and 
made it sound a busy signal because they couldn't handle all of the phone calls. Uh -huh. And not only that, there were three major news polls that were done, one by uh, local TV channel, mm -hmm. the Star Tribune had another, and NPR. All three of them are hardly conservative <laughs> no. sources, Amen. and overwhelmingly, uh, the Minnesota people, when polled, nearly two-thirds of them said they did not want same-sex marriage. But we got it anyway. We got it anyway, and only 37 percent, 37 to 38 percent on all three polls over three months all said that only 37 percent of the Minnesota public were in favor of same-sex marriage. But they voted but it But the legislature anyway. did it anyway. Yeah. And why? Why did they do it anyway? I think they did it simply because they could. They had the votes. Um, you know, when you uh, win political races, there's obligations that you have to satisfy to your coalition of supporters. Is the, is the gay lobby that strong, though? I mean, are, are some of these Democrats going to lose their job? I, I think in rural Minnesota, in rural Minnesota, where counties were voting two-thirds against same-sex marriage and for the marriage amendment uh -huh. last November, uh -huh. that was a pretty good indicator and a signal to the yeah. legislator yeah. representing that county, hey, remember us, the public? Right. We have a say. This is what we want. This is what we don't want. Could you listen? And, and, and they voted against it anyway. And so why, if you were to ask some of those Democrats from rural areas, why did you violate the desires of your constituency and voted in any way? What would they tell you? Well, it was a, a wide range. Some just said it's not fair, it's not equal, okay. we must change it. Okay. Others, there was one, one legislator in the House who's a pastor. Yes, and an he, ELCA Lutheran yeah, pastor and, and who he, stood up in favor of gay marriage. And he said, a lot of people come to me reading the Bible. And uh, I can't accept just that yeah, argument yeah. because there's other people of other faith. It was a horrible statement. And, uh, well, yeah. he's, he's going to have to be held responsible by yeah. his community, yeah. and uh, just like I am on mine. Right. Well, Warren, thank you for being with us, everybody. We've just got about a minute left. But, you know, could I just pray for you? And I'm going to ask our, our uh, listening audience, if you could just take a minute, let's just pray. Father, we want to pray for Warren and, and all the people in the Minnesota House and Senate that do stand for you, that you'll anoint them with your Holy Spirit, that you'll speak their, your truth. We pray for people that are opposing uh, your view on these things, that somehow by your grace they would come to believe in Jesus, come to believe in the truth. But Lord, we would pray that somehow you'd protect Christians in this state from having to do things to violate their conscience. But Lord, we would pray that somehow next time we have an election, people would come into office that would honor you. And just, Lord, have mercy on America, have mercy on our state. And we ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Warren. God thank bless you. you. And everybody, yeah. God bless you. We'll see you next time on The Pastor Study. You can go to our website, pastorstudy.org, and watch this show or lots of shows on our website. You can watch for free at P-A-S-T-O-R-S-S-T-U-D-Y period org pastorstudy.org and you can see our our website if you'd like to support our ministry too you can do that at pastor study so everybody god bless we'll see you next time thank you for watching the pastor study you can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org we are on the air preaching the gospel of christ because of our generous support of you our viewers would you consider supporting our ministry 
you may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write The Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always.